no swole. 27 years old, up for parole, stroll. I'm back up on my feet with my mind on the money that I'll be making soon as I touch them streets. Things done changed on this side. Remember they used to thump, but now they blast. Welcome right? back to Hip Hop Review Podcast. No I am your host, Will Gill. And this month we are coming back with the mighty D.R.E. Dr. Dre all month. We are going to be dropping reviews for The Chronic, Chronic 2001, and Compton all this month. So if you fucking with the pod, drop a review. Let us know what you think of the podcast. But with all the formalities out the way, let's dive into the background check for this week's album, The Chronic. Who does he think he is? I just told you who I thought I was. A god. I just told you. That's who I think I am. The Chronic is Dr. Dre's solo debut. It dropped in December 15th, 1992. The album dropped under Interscope Records, and it's Dre's newly formed label with Suge Knight, Death Row Records. Dre, with Suge's backing, was able to force his way out of his contract with Ruthless Records. Under Ruthless, Dre produced major hits for his former group N.W.A., he turned Easy e pretty much into a household name. Relationships with the group started to sour once money problems became to spring up. Easy, the head of the label, and the member of the group was cutting himself the biggest piece of the pie. And when you have Dr. Dre producing the records and you have Ice Cube writing the records, but they're getting the smaller cut of the sales... You're going to find yourself having some problems. Ice Cube was the first to dip. Dre stayed on Ruthless for a little bit longer. He tried to work it out. Easy e used to be his friend, so he was working in good faith, hopefully that the money issues would straighten itself out. Spoiler alert, it didn't. So, again, Dre had to muscle his way out of his contract, and that's why we got this guy with this red suit named Suge Knight around. But fresh off Ruthless Records... No group to allow Dre to just play behind the keyboard. And with a new label, Death Row Records, that needed a foundation piece to build upon, Dr. Dre's debut album had a lot of pressure to not just be good, but it needed to be an impact for the industry to support this new label. And how did Dr. Dre respond? He responded with The Chronic, an album that forever shifted the sound of hip-hop. It introduced the masses into the G-Funk sound. Dr. Dre sampling over funk records, dripping with heavy bass and whiny keys, laid the foundation of a sound that the West can call their own. With this new sound and using Dr. Dre's debut album as a showcase, The Chronic also gave the masses the first look of this tall, Lengthy MC with the flow like Slick Rick with the gangster twist. Yes, I and I am him. Slim with the tilted brim. What's my motherfucking name? Snoop Doggy Dog. Groundbreaking in many ways. The Chronic went on to sell 5.7 million plus records going triple platinum. To me, The Chronic is Dr. Dre's coming out party. Not only as a creative, but as... One of the best ears in music for talent. We all love that G-Funk sound, but as a test of time has shown us, we really fucking love Snoop. <laughs> and that's been the story of Dre's career. The shifting sound of the master behind the keyboard with the front and center superstar to breathe life into his beats. That one-two punch has just been a staple in Dr. Dre's career. And uh, another feather in the cap for this Chronic album is the name, The Chronic, according to Snoop, 
was created in the studio sessions for this album. They were smoking hydroponics, fucked the name up, and landed on the chronic. Uh, <laughs> pretty cool story, so I'm gonna let Snoop retell it for y'all. And then we threw some white boys, and they had a truck, and the motherfucker had some sort of device mechanism, and he was like, this is, dude, this is the hydroponic. It's hydroponic, man. Nigga, we just smoking. Niggas is getting fucked up. I'm becoming a hippie. I'm becoming a stoner. By the end of the night, niggas are like, nigga, that hydrochronic, nigga. Nigga, that hydrochronic is the shit. We fucked around and fucked the whole name up. <laughs> yeah, you like, nigga, this shit is bomb, nigga. Your album should be called The Chronic, nigga. And I was wearing that white hat with the green leaf on it. It's like everything was coming together like magic. Thanks, Snoop. All right, with a background check out the way, let's go ahead and hop into my highlight record. Bow down and kneel to greatness. Dr. Dre's The Chronic. We have 16 tracks, and there is one record on this album that sticks out the most. This record was so impactful that it was introduced into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for top 500 songs that shaped rock and roll. And just so we clear, this is still a hip-hop record. <laughs> so yeah, um, just like my man DJ Khaled was said, that's big talk. And this record is track number four, Nothing But A G Thing. One, two, three into the four. Snoop Doggy Dogg and Dr. Dre is at the door. Ready to make an entrance, so back on up. Cause you know we're about to rip shit up. Give me the microphone first so I can bust like a bubble. Compton and Long Beach together, now you know you in trouble. Ain't nothing but a G thing, baby. Too low death, make us so we're crazy. Death Row is the label that pays, man. Unfadeable, so please don't try to face this. But uh, back to the lecture at hand. The instrumental on this album should instantly take you back to the early 90s in L.A. The beat is built on top of this Leon Haywood sample I want to do something freaky to you. Dre took that sample and just turned everything the fuck up. The drums are bursting through the sample. The whiny West Coast keys during the hook does a great job of keeping the record from getting stagnant. Throughout the whole record, Dr. Dre does cool little producer tricks to keep the record feeling fresh for its four minute runtime. Whether it's Dre's timing of dropping in one or two layers of keys or Dre replacing a hook with uh, scratching over a public enemy sample, Dr. Dre's producer touch and ear is showcased masterfully on this record and for the rapping with compton and long beach together you know you in trouble <laughs> snoop and dre on this track are just exchanging verses dr dre is flexing his talent and his g status snoop verses were funky like an old patch of collard greens spelling your name out as a rapper in the 90s was a must and uh, Snoop has a mean spell out mid verse, so let's let that rock. Falling back on that ass, what a hell of a gangster lean. Getting funky on the mic like an old batch of collard greens. It's the capital S O S, I'm fresh and double O P D O double G Y D O double G. You see, showing much flex when it's time to wreck a mic, pimping hoes and clacking a grip like my name was Dolomite. Yeah, and it don't quit. So yeah, 
that's my highlight record track number four nothing but a g thing it's uh, absolutely the perfect record all right let's jump over to the general side of this podcast kyla take us out special cloth alert big bezel alert pinky ring it's special cloth look at the fabric somewhere all right special cloth special cloth for this general side of this pod i'm gonna keep it simple we are gonna walk through some of my high points from the album we're gonna start at the beginning we're gonna end at the end and right from the jump man the chronic as an album starts to deliver hits as soon as you put it on right after you get past the intro record of snoop ushering us into the death row era you get hit with that funky distorted bass line and those blunt rips of track two fuck with dre day Buster, buster, where the fuck you at? Can't scrap a lick, so I know you got your gats, your dick on hard from fucking your road dogs. The hood you threw up with, niggas you grew up with. Don't even respect your ass. That's why it's time for the doctor to check your ass, nigga. Used to be my homie, used to be my ace. Now I wanna slap the taste out your mouth, make it bow down to the. This instrumental is built on a lot of funk samples, from the Parliament to Funkadelics to George Clinton, their sound with Dre's touch created this G-Funk era. But the Sonics on Fuck With Dre Day is not the only hard thing on this record because rapping-wise, there is a lot to unpack from this record. Used to be my homie, used to be my ace, now I want to slap the taste out your mouth. (laughs) There is a lot of smoke on this record for rappers that Dr. Dre... Death Row Records do not fuck with. There's a lot of smoke for Easy. There's smoke for Tim Dog. There's smoke for Ice Cube. And there's a lot of smoke for Uncle Luke. Gap teeth in your mouth so I know my dick's got to fit. Yikes. We also got Snoop Dogg on this uh, record. He's also sending some smoke Uncle Luke's way. Uh, talking, talk, talking some jokes that his mama might not like. I heard she was a Frisco dyke. <laughs> but Snoop on this record has one of the most memorable opening bars bow wow wow yippee yo yippee yay (laughs) i'm not gonna sing it out because snoop just does it too cool we gonna let that one rock as we dive into our next record and this is snoop on fuck with dre day verse two the sounds of a dog brings me to another day. Play with my bone, would you tell me? It seems like you're good for making jokes about your Jimmy. Like I said earlier in this pod, the start of the chronic is just fire as fuck. The album opens up with back to back major hits. Track number three, Let Me Ride, swings down like a sweet chariot and demands for you to ride. What all the niggas saying? To quote the Joe Budden podcast, you know the vibes. <laughs> and uh, the the hook samples 
the Parliament's Mothership Connection. Pretty dope flip from um, Dr. Dre on this one. And um, this is a Dr. Dre heavy record. Even though there's Snoop on here ad-libbing throughout the whole song, Let Me Ride is where Dr. Dre is the most front and center as a rapper. He delivers all three verses on this track. All the rapping is POV, LA lifestyle bars. And this record is riding music, man. Preferably in the old school whip with switches. Rolling in my sixth floor. So far, we have opened this pod talking about huge records on this album. I think all people listening to this podcast right now has already listened to Nothing But A G Thing, Fuck With Dre Day, and Let Me Ride. Those are iconic records. But this album isn't only top heavy. The B-sides of the chronic really builds the sonic landscape of the album. Songs like The Day Brothers Took Over, Little Ghetto Boy, Rat-a-tat-tat-tat, flushes out the album and gives great diversity with its instrumentals, large range with its writing, with cultural pride to street paranoia. And what's dope about the beat side records on this album is Drake gives space for other artists outside of Snoop to shine on this album, like on track number 11, Lyrical Gangbang, which is pretty much a straight up posse cut. Now I'm a kick up dust as I begin to bust on the wet, wet, fucked up suckers you can't trust. When I kick up, I lick up your face, get smacked up when I rack up. So all your motherfuckers just pack up. The front and center guitar chords are sampled from the Night Litters, Damn. And as you heard, the record opens with a pretty mean verse from Lady Rage. The name definitely matched her verse on that one. This record has no Snoop or Dre on it, but we get two more feature verses from A Young Corrupt and a fire closing verse from RBX, Presence, Bars, flows it's all here rbx is delivering it to me he had the best verse on this track so we're gonna let that rock before we get into the last record on this podcast back in the days niggas they used to scrap but now in 92 niggas they pull they strap cause um police them come we get them too niggas so niggas retaliate start to loot execute it probably says something about me, but I just love records like this. And the last song we're going to jump into is another posse cut on the album. No Dre, but we get verses from Corrupt, RBX, Lady of Rage, Snoop, and we get Bushwick Bill opening and closing the record and this is track 14 stranded on death row because i want to talk about the hearts of men who knows what evil lurks within them but let's take a travel down the blind side and see what we find on this path called stranded on death row so duck when I swing my shit, I get rugged like raw hit wrecks with fat tracks that fits the gangster type. When I recite, kind of lethal. Niggas know the flow that I kick, there's no people. The reason I fuck with this record so much is that this record, Stranded on Death Row, just hosts one of my favorite instrumentals on the album. Dre's sampling on this record creates this like 
Frankenstein-esque beat with touches of rock, hip-hop, soul, and of course, funk. God damn, the, the, the record itself even opens with gospel keys while uh, Bushwick Bill is talking. So, man, shout out to Dre for this instrumental fucking flames. And the song itself, it's a posse cut, so this record ain't too complicated. We got a dope beat and a whole lot of rapping. I would give the nod to Snoop for having the best verse because where Corrupt, RBX, Lady of Rage... They were attacking the beat during their verses. Snoop Dogg on this track is just kind of casually killing his shit per usual. But they all put up dope verses. And for what it's worth, Bushwick Bill just talking mood setting for the start and end of this track is my favorite moment of the song. I don't know what it is. It could be the gospel chords, but I just think Bushwick Bill talking on this shit is just like, mood setting and kind of what i need when like a album is full of chaos a lot of the time and bushwick bill kind of just mellows it out and welcomes us to a death row (laughs) all right so um we are done diving into records on this general side of this podcast so i'm gonna move into my final thoughts of the chronic as a whole the chronic to me is a certified classic Dre solidifies a sound that represents a whole fucking coast on this album. He genre blending like a motherfucker. Uh, (laughs) He gives a Snoop on this album that is pretty much the gift that keeps on giving. Snoop's debut album, Doggy Style, comes out a year later and takes the risk that The Chronic took. And just flat out masters the sound and vibes on that album. (laughs) For the people going back to listening to The Chronic for the first time. Like for real, for real listening to The Chronic. Not just skimming through and listening to the hits. I would say this album isn't the easiest first listen front to back. But true greatness is in the details. And my experience with this album is the more I listen to it the more I could appreciate its greatness. I could appreciate its risk-taking, the small details, the sampling, the way Dre sets everybody up to succeed. This album is just a masterpiece. The Chronic, a certified classic. Go give that a bump front to back whenever you got time. And this is the Hip Hop Review Podcast. I am your host, Will Gill. And if you want to find us on Twitter, you can find us at HHR underscore pod. And if you want to drop a review and let us know you fucking with the pod, that'd be greatly appreciated. Thank y'all for listening and stay blessed. I had dreams of holding a nine miller to race killer. Ask some wise, my eyes fill it. Each day it gets more realer. Rank tanks bang like gorillas. It's jungle when the niggas in soup. The rats lurking, vultures circling the surface. Cats lying through their teeth. My nigga didn't deserve it. I flirted with the idea of caressing the steel to make.